Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm Cash Levy, and we have a very special guest today. T.J. Miller. Hey, everyone. We're going to help you facilitate a better understanding of the universe one podcast at a time. We can't wait till you look truth in the eye and you say, I can't believe you're a podcast. That's right. And as we do every week, we're going to kick things off with the triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. You ready? Begin. Strap on your seatbelts. Now. Is it possible to look cool at Bed Bath & Beyond while shopping for towels? I don't think so. It's hard to look cool at Bed Bath & Beyond in general. But if you're looking at trash cans, you can maybe... I can see a guy with a leather bracelet looking at trash cans with spikes. Not the kind of emo leather. Okay, people, don't creep up on me like that. But how do you look tough? How do you look tough trying to buy towels? It's well, all about softness. You've, the, you, even the, your preference in towels makes you a wussy. Yeah. You're a real, you're a real pussy. I don't know why I said wussy. We're on the podcast, not the radio. You're a real pussy if, if you're, you, no matter what. When I'm in a towel aisle, I'm saying, oh, God, the softness, but I don't know if it's going to dry quickly. Those are all pussy thoughts. What if you're just wearing a bath towel? Just yeah, just walking around wearing about that. I'm the kind of guy when I'm at a at, at a place where you're supposed to buy clothing. I would call that like a clothing store. Mm-hmm. I don't go to the dressing room. No, you just time, put it on. Do it right at the rack. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I got thrown oh. out of a Home Depot. Uh, get naked, putting on a tool belt. <laughs> do you prefer to call people asshole or dick licker? Dick licker. Mm, you didn't hesitate. Not for a moment. You if you yelled out, liquor. if you yelled out, "Dick liquor" at a crowded Bed Bath and Beyond, would that make you look cool? I don't think so. You'd probably get kicked out, and you wouldn't even get to purchase your bath towels. Hundred percent cotton. Mm. <laughs> like a good thread count on sheets, though. We'll get back to that. That's part two yeah. of our three-part series called Triple Banger Lightning Round. Yep. Let's move it along. When is it okay to start rioting or looting? And is rioting just an excuse to be looting? I think nowadays too often rioting is just people trying to start a looting. It really is. How often do we That's really riot for real mm-hmm. political social change? Yeah. And how often do we riot because we're pissed about something? It's an excuse to loot. Or sometimes people riot when their sports team wins. We won. Let's tear apart our city. And funnel tax dollars that I paid into just cleaning up trash cans and cars that have been overturned. Someone I didn't know scored a touchdown, let's turn a car over. Exactly. And burn a bus. Now, okay, so that was the triple banger. That's the triple banger lightning lightning round. round. I do want to real quick before we start into our next session, which is... Our next section is where were you? Where were you? I'd like to uh, I'd like to ask your opinion. What do you think about sheet thread count? Is it important? 
I, yeah, I don't think it is. I think that's a creation by the advertising industry for us to. I don't think it is. Anything Have you to, ever slept on an incredibly high thread count sheet? Yes. You have? Yeah. Where? Uh, probably at a fancy hotel. Uh, but you've never owned it? Uh, no. Okay. I'm going to say you're wrong. Really? You're absolutely wrong. I also thought it was ridiculous to spend $100 on sheets or something like that. And I thought about it. And what do we spend our money on? We're drinking all night long. We spend all this money on stuff that... Okay, speak for yourself. You. Okay, fine. What are we spending all of our money on? Just hookers and blow? Like yourself, cash? Hmm? And I'm not talking about blow as in cocaine. I'm talking about the DVD blow with Johnny Depp and Ethan Suplee. <laughs> That's all you spend your money on is hookers. True. Keep buying that same and DVD. Blow. Keep buying it. But I, I really... I, I Once I got great uh, thread count on sheets, I'll never go back. Why not spend a little extra money? You're spending a third of your life in those sheets. Why not have the most comfortable situation you can? And it does make a difference. Go a thousand count. Don't fuck with your night times. You think you sleep more soundly. I don't know about that, but I like, I like getting into bed more. So it really feels like you're slipping into bed. You ever slip into bed? Really? Really slip into bed? Yeah. Slide into bed. Have you done that? No, and no, I, don't, I don't have a high thread count. Because your sheets are cottony and all that. Yeah. I'm going into these sort of satiny sheets. I'm slipping right in. Sometimes the thread count's so high, I'll slip into the bed and slip out the other side. I feel thread I'll count. slip onto the ground. I feel thread count shame right now. You feel, I wonder if there's a you feel thread count support threatened group. count. I wonder if there's a thread count support group that I could I don't think that's get involved true. with. I don't know how cool you are talking about thread counts. But I'm glad that you're happy about it. I don't know that it's you need to be cool. I, I think, think people spend money on dumb things. I don't know. I think uh, I have a friend that bought his uh, his fiance a ten thousand dollar wedding ring. How much money does he make? He makes a lot of money, but I think that's insane. But it's a portion. Here's what a ten thousand dollar wedding. It I thought do this anything. is interesting. You know what a diamond is? You know why we get women diamonds? Now because they're pretty, not because they're sparkly. You know where we get them? Because they're the m- most expensive and difficult to find, quote unquote, gemstone, and they have no value to a man. So when you buy a woman, it originated with dowries and sort of bridal gifts and stuff. When you give a woman a diamond, you're saying, "I'm spending this much money on just this commitment, this relationship." So if he's spending ten grand, that's he's telling his wife. I'm $10,000 into this marriage. It seems like a lure for thieves to have that amount of wealth. You're like trolling for thieves. No, that's true. I I don't don't want to lose my life savings in a handshake with a determined magician. Right. I don't... (laughs) You know? uh, I mean, it's... it's, But I don't think that you should... I don't think that it always... What do you think? I don't. I don't think that uh, you're actually. You shouldn't be spending ten thousand dollars if you don't. If you're not making hundreds of thousands of dollars, it's still you're asking people to rob you if you have an expensive watch or. Mm. I don't think you leave. And you also, when you and your wife go out, you often do approach sort of surly looking people and say, "Rob us, rob us. (laughs) We're asking you to rob us. We don't have particular. We don't have a lot of money necessarily, but we are asking to be robbed right now." Also, I like that most guys are like, this girl was asking for it. You're like, you're asking for a magician to grab your ring. That's right. The yeah. way you're dressing. <laughs> Get your ass street side. <laughs> Let's move it along to where were you? Where were you, TJ? Um, I just came from, I was in, uh, you know what? I was just in Colorado Springs at the Broadmoor. Which nice. is a very nice... I went uh, to school out there. I went up there with my mother and my father and my lady friend, and we just we had a real time of it. 
You know, we went to, uh, they have paddle boating out there. What's your stance on paddle boating? Yeah, I think it gets boring pretty quick. I agree, but it seems, why is it that it seems so romantic? It must seems be like media. a good idea. It's been portrayed romantic. Four minutes in into it, your back hurts, you're cold, and you uh, want to come back. wet, your legs and bottom are wet. You the can't bottom see. of your body, the bottom area is wet. <laughs> you know what helps? Hmm. If you put uh, a high thread crowned uh, crowd crowd thing on your <laughs> high thread crowd, I actually when I lap. I will say this when I eat a hot dog and a little bed of lettuce, I like a high crowd count. <laughs> a crowd count? Yeah, I like That's a right. lot of sauerkraut. We're gonna do some play on words here at uh, Cashing in with T.J. Miller, uh, but it's you always going to be unsuccessful. Yeah, it's it's never really going to pay off. But no. uh, I, w- I actually went to school in Colorado Springs, this beautiful country. That's right, you did. Where? Yeah, Colorado College. CC. Yeah, the, CC. Did they have the block program when you were there? Yeah, block. You just go to one class at a time. That's it. Can you uh, imagine that, everybody? Yeah, and then you go on vacation for four days, and you come back and do it again. Did it help you? No, no. not at all. No, actually, it was a it was a fantastic education. Yeah, I mean, I, that's yeah. what I had heard. I, I I considered going there. I just want to go out of state because I'm from Denver, Mile until I die. So, you know, I had to mm, go out of state. Instead of the paddle boat, you want to go rafting. That's what you want to do. Yeah, or tubing. Yeah. If well, you haven't been tubing. Well, tubing go involves tubing. I thought you'd like tubing because, you know, tubing, you, know, you can drag beer behind yes. you. Yes. You have always liked that. You're, you're going to We didn't talk drink. about this in the drug episode, but we. You, I love your stance on coolers. You feel yeah, strongly about coolers. I think, I think that if you, if you need wheels uh, for your alcohol, I think that indicates you might be taking it a step too far. That is, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't think that. you should need wheels. Uh, you should be able to carry. Uh, your your alcohol in your hand, uh, you know. People drag on wheels different. Uh, if you could drink it, I like yeah. Cut my friend Kyle Canano. He says you should buy a six pack at a time because if you want to drink more than six beers, you should have to walk back to the liquor store. Yeah, remember in high school, some activity a handle where a guy would stand. You know the guys that would stand with a handle with a twelve pack, just reach in and they would hold it the whole night. Do you remember those guys? I do. Yeah, yeah. That's a guy that really. That's also. I think I always think it's interesting the concept of double fisting cocktails. That's always interesting to me. Beers, I get. You finish the beer, you don't want to go back to the bar and wait to get the beer. You're drinking it at the speed that you would drink most, you know, juice beverages, whatever. For me, though, I, when you see a man holding two vodka pineapples and there's no women around, what's going on, buddy? What happened this week? Why have you landed here? Let me help you. How about beer bongs? I love them. Are you drinking? Can you really, can you make the case you're drinking for the taste of it? You know, when people first start drinking beer, they're like, I like the taste. Do you think, with the beer bong, can you make that case? Beer bong, I love the taste, and I've got a lot to do today. Um, um, Short on time, big into taste. (laughs) That's my beer bong slogan. That should be the Short on time, big into taste. (laughs) Beer bongs. But you like the uh, you like you like the rafting. You like the uh, because you can drink while you do that. Yeah, now, I, I actually like went kayaking with a friend of mine. Yeah, and uh, it was fun. We were about to go down these. This was actually where I was. I was in Salt Lake. Yeah, and it's the end of the kayaking season. Uh-huh. We went kayaking, and we're about to go down these big rapids and uh, waterfall in the distance. And I thought it'd be fun time to crack them up. I'm like, yeah. hey, buddy, before we get down the falls. <laughs> There's something I want to tell you. I gotta get it off my chest. 
I fucked your wife. <laughs> yeah, and then you go right. And he goes, "This is awkward." I was about to tell you the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great bonding moment. Uh, so that was actually his last words. Because he died, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Down the fall. We were stoned at his funeral, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was appropriate. We're hearkening back to different podcasts. I like which they that. may or not have heard. They may or not. They you may or not. not have heard it. They you may or not have heard. It. You marinate or heard it. We're going to move on to the essential questions of human nature. Uh, that's always one of my mm. most exciting sections of the day. And, you know, we've been discussing this over the years, uh, TJ and I, and the many, many years that we've known each other. Mm. Yeah. And it's time to share over it with three. you. It's time to share it with you. Why don't homeless people live in warmer climates? I mean, they don't have a lot to do. They could walk maybe even a mile a it's day towards Florida. It is. I mean, you've got, you don't have a lot of time. Get a lot of time in your hands. Walk a mile a day and get to a warm climate where you're not sleeping in the snow every night. I don't even you know the, the mile a day thing because you know you think that's far fetched. No, it's okay. I mean, you think you raise money? Hey, give an inch a fish. You know what I'm saying? You know that old I, saying? I've heard about yeah, that. Yeah, you've heard that one. You've heard about it. You haven't heard it, but you've heard about it. I think if you're if you're panhandling and you're making money, save a little bit of money, even a nickel a day, and then buy a bus ticket and go to a warmer climate, you don't have any you don't have to shut off your electricity or you don't have a house you need to sell or get your security deposit back or a lease or anything. And why don't more homeless people travel? When I lived in Chicago, I saw the same homeless people all the time. If I was homeless, I would travel constantly. I would leave every day. I'd be like, where, what weird big lots in a supermarket area and an outdoor, you know, shopping center. What big lots can I go to today? Drunk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have fun. I don't understand why homeless people don't have more fun. And if if you're a homeless person, you're listening right now. How did you get... How did you get this computer? Do you have an iPhone? What are you doing? Yeah. And sell the computer and the iPod and go to Florida where it's warmer and you can sleep at night. And I think somebody, I said that to somebody once and they said, well, you know, they have all their friends and their sort of social structure here. And I was like, really? If you had to sleep in the snow, would you really be like, you know what, Jerry? It's worth it to just hang out with you during the day and listen to our half-broken boombox and eat sort of Subway sandwiches that are left over. And, you know, it's great. I, I'm missing two toes on my left foot from the winter of 2007. But, Jerry, I love hanging out. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Would you start stealing things? Would you? Would you steal if I was homeless? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to... You don't know. You'd be, you'd be in that situation. Yeah, I'm sure you might start stealing stuff. I, it would be difficult for me to be a homeless person. I, I donate money. When I, whenever I get a job, I donate some money to an organization that not only <clears throat> feeds the homeless, but also tries to teach them remedial skills so they can get employed. So I think it's you know it's important to kind of be supporting the homeless problem in America still. You know, I would be so mad if I was homeless. Because most people aren't giving you money. I never give money to panhandlers because that's not a good distribution of your wealth. It just centers on one person instead of a dollar to an organization can feed four people to some guy. It's just, you know, it's just for him. But I, I feel like if I was homeless, you look at Best Buy and all the people aren't giving you stuff. Like, why not go in these huge corporations that are just turning profits and trying to <clears throat> make their bottom line the best it can so the investor stock prices are up? All that stuff doesn't have anything to do with you, an organism that's trying to survive. 
So I'd steal a bunch of DVD copies of Blow and yeah. sell them on the street. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd probably buy them. You would? <laughs> I would. I think, if I, would. I think if I were a homeless person, I think my strategy would be to have just one nice outfit that I kept oh, yeah. really nice. I think oh, yeah. the outfit is part of the problem. Because you can get in anywhere and get a free continental breakfast at any restaurant, at any hotel, but you have to be dressed nice enough where they trust. So if you're living somewhere where there's a lot of hotels, you just go in. And, also, uh, you can be bad at being homeless. If you, yeah. your, your job is panhandling right. all the time today, you know what? At a, those are bad homeless people, today. the ones in the cold climates. Today, they're not at the top of their profession. I think I think they're not as good, right? And I was at a I was at the gas station, and this guy, this young kid, walks up to me and goes, "Hey, man, you have any change for gas?" And he had just come out of the back of a hamburger hamlet where he ostensibly worked or something, and he was wearing a pro back hat backwards. He had on nice jeans and like white sneakers. And like a blue shirt that had no stains on or anything, you're a bad homeless person. No one should give him money, ever. If you really want someone to just give the money that they made working hard to you, look like shit. Look as da- look yeah. like you need the money. And don't and don't have on your sign, don't have it say, Who am I fooling? I'm just gonna buy drinks. That's you know, have you ever seen those signs? Yeah, I see those. That's you're gonna you, you get a laugh, but you might lose a little money that I way. I think you might, but I also lots of people say, Oh, well at least they're being honest or something like that. I think you know, CJ Sullivan, a very funny comedian in uh Chicago, uh has a joke about he gave some money to a homeless person and this girl that he was just like, Don't give it don't give him that. He's just gonna use it for like alcohol. He's just gonna use it to get drunk. And CJ's response is, Yeah, of course. He's out here, you see, in the elements. Whereas you, you know, you, you just told me about a new bath towel set you got. What's he supposed to do? So, you know, spend it on a duvet cover? Right. He's supposed to get, he's going to get wild turkey and try and die as quickly as possible. That's all CJ's joke. But I think there's, there's some truth to that. It's like, my opinion is, if I give you money, yeah, use it for whatever you want to use it for. Why, why am I, I use my money to get drunk and smoke weed. Why am I going to get mad? That I'm giving somebody else some cash to go get it. One time I gave a homeless guy, I was on the street in Portland, I think, and I gave, I was smoking a joint, and this homeless guy was like, do you have any money? And he was clearly drunk, and I was like, no, but you can have the rest of this joint. And he was like, ooh, thank you. That was his exact response. And he took the joint, and he smoked it, and I was like, there, that's, I think that's a, that's a pretty nice thing. I sort of, I was, I was partaking, give it to him a little bit, and the guy... He went crazy, you know. I get I, what I had actually done was not a cool you sure nice it was thing. We that you gave him? No, I gave him marijuana. Yeah, it was marijuana to a mentally unstable person on the street, and so he smoked it and he started flexing in front of the mirror and yelling at the window. Not the mirror. He was in front of a store window and he's yelling at it. He's hitting himself in the head and his chest, kind of like a gorilla. And we had to leave, and that was my fault. But as we left, I go, boy, I probably shouldn't have done that. And my friend goes, man, he is having one of the best nights of his life tonight. <laughs> And he did. I looked back and I was like, he does. He looks like he's so happy and he's not thinking about his imminent expiration in the streets of. So that was our first essential question. There it is. Human nature. We have, we have another one. Uh, and that's why, why do the most boring people always want to tell you what their allergies are? I or what they agree ate that day. wholeheartedly. The only way your allergies could be interesting to me is if you were to eat some peanuts and, and we could watch your face uh, blow up like a puffer fish. Don't, don't tell us, show us your allergies. Uh, entertain us with your frailty. 
Or, or, like, or yeah. what they ate that day. I, it's very boring to hear what someone might have eaten. There, there are some interesting go-tos for boring people. You know, the weather is what we all make fun of. But that's not. I, I sometimes I'll enjoy talking about the, the weather, weather. Can be interesting. The weather can sometimes be interesting, and I like the common ground of anyone can talk about the weather, and we can talk about this later on. But I have trouble guys trying to talk to me about sports when they're trying to connect to me, especially people that come and see my stand up, and afterwards they're like, "Oh man, we're getting drinks." Hey, did you see that game last week? I'm like, no, no, because I like work for a living, and when you complain and you're like, "I wish I had a better job." Oh, well, I'll just get drunk and watch football for seven hours every day. Okay, so you're making the connection that football is creating uh, the... Unemployment. Unemployment. Well, just unhappiness. <laughs> unhappiness with people's vocational choices. I think you, I, we've talked... We haven't talked to anybody. I know you don't but know I, sports, I'm getting but, off track. Okay. I'm getting off track. I'll say weather. I think it's not that bad to talk about. But yeah, if you say you have allergies, any sort of people talking about their idiosyncrasies of... You know, or people that talk about how hungry they are all the time. Okay, fine. You're hungry. Hey, man, I'm hungry. Great. Okay, now we know that state. You don't have to be like, oh, God, I am so hungry. I am so, I've been hungry. all. I didn't eat anything all day. You know what I had for breakfast? A banana. Can you believe that? Just a banana. You know when I ate breakfast? 8 a.m. You know what time it is right now? 1.30. Do you understand? <laughs> I am starving. <laughs> I'm famished. Do you see I'm parched as well? I haven't had water in over 34 minutes. It just it, nobody cares. Talk about something interesting. I don't want to hear about how you we get it. You're hungry. Ugh. It's a weird time to go to the topic. What hurts? But I think it's time for that. Okay. Now this section. What hurts? Where we ask one another. What hurts? Cash. What hurts? Uh, well, my feelings. You kind of mocked me earlier in the podcast. When really? No. Okay. Um, well, if that was the case, then yeah. I apologize. I didn't mean. Yeah. That. My uh, my left elbow hurts. I kind of hit it on you have, the table. You look, it's kind of skin though. I know. You have real uh, ashy elbows. The skin problem. Yeah, I have a. It's called uh, psoriasis. Is it? Got it on both elbows. Doesn't hurt, but it's kind of gross. What is it? Is I it? should probably care more. I don't care a whole lot. I just wear long sleeve shirts on stage now. Yeah, I should care a little more. Is it? Can you get it by touching other people? No, it's what, not contagious. What is it? It's a skin. It's just a dry skin. I have a friend. The only other person I know with psoriasis is a, my friend who's a porn star. Really? Jules Ventura. Really? Has psoriasis. And when you find that out and when you hang out with her when she's not on camera and she has an outbreak of psoriasis, it totally changes kind of the whole sexy part of it. It, make, it really humanizes the person. Well, where, where, where does she have it? All over. Yeah. If it grows, you know, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about it too much because I just made fun of people with allergies, and this is similar. Yeah, that is very similar. So we're going to move on to practical living in the modern age. Okay. Um, this and, is a uh, section where Cash and I hopefully impart some knowledge about practical living, living pragmatically in the modern age, which is filled with anxiety and tension and neurosis yeah. and challenges. Now, I have a theory. I think that, that life, once you realize you can't be a rock star or a professional athlete, I think life is just a series of compromises. Really? Yeah. So the moment you're, you've reached that age in your childhood where you're like, or it's not even childhood, I suppose, because a lot of kids in high school. So about what age would you say this happens? That you realize you can't make it? Yeah, that you're not going to be a professional athlete. Or... You no, know, I probably thought it was a chance up to about 13, maybe 14. So right around teenage beginning of the teenage years you're thinking people need to start realizing that it's not going to happen and that but how, how do you mean life is a series of compromises well i mean those are the two best jobs right yeah 
I mean, professional athlete, rock star. Those would be the two I best put, jobs. I, I put comedian up there. Yeah, no, I, it's a notch below. I don't think there's any uh, rock star that's thinking, I wish I was a comedian that looks like fun. I'm John Mayer. That fucking idiot is always going up and doing sets around town. He goes up to this comedy store. You know that he called my friend Kumail a packy? No. Yeah, he's like a racist piece of shit. Are you serious? Yeah, legitimate. And he wants to be a comedian. He'll say it. He's like, I love it. I wish I was a comedian. Shut the fuck up. Croon your stupid bullshit songs that thousands of idiot, like, fucking 22-year-olds are... We're talking about my body's a wonderland? Yeah. He wants to be a comedian. He wants to be a comedian. Wow, I know Greg Lugane has tried it. Swimmer? Did he? Yeah, didn't go well. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for most people. But yeah, you're right. I mean, everybody wants to be a rock star. Everybody wants to be a professional athlete. And so the practical or if you're living, a girl, you want to be a princess. Yeah, and the practical living in a modern age <laughs> would be that if you have a child, you should teach them to play guitar and not trumpet, which is what I played. You can't. You know, that's not going to be useful. That doesn't based go on into, this yeah. idea. You know, a uh, trumpet isn't a great instrument. You're not going to score girls playing the trumpet. It's not a rock star instrument. It's not a rock star instrument. I played saxophone. It's uh, that, that can better. Kind of, it's yeah, better, but, but still. You, you don't want to play an instrument you can march with. You shouldn't have to walk with your music. You shouldn't have to carry your music around. I think, too, you know, sax, carry it away from people. Wood, woodwinds in general. Yeah. Woodwinds. Clarinet, oboe. No girls like, do you hear him play the oboe? I want to fuck that guy. <laughs> I want to fuck that, that oboe player. That oboe player is so hot. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that, uh, that's how it goes down. Yeah, so your parents, in a way, are sort of limiting it. But my father wanted me, he was always encouraging me to play basketball, all these things. And I was never going to be a professional athlete. I wasn't interested enough in it. And I think parents, in general, should sort of chill. If they see their child isn't interested in something... Get, start early on giving them other opportunities. Otherwise, you got this kid who's been playing lacrosse through high school when he could have been doing what he ended up doing for a living, which was selling bacteria uh, cleansing agents at hospitals. I was just going to let that go. I really See, broke down. I was just going to let that go. I broke down in the middle of that. Well, because antibacterial solutions for hospitals. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Okay. So for all you listeners out there, sometimes I'll be making something up in my mind and I won't even be able to remember what I thought of that was fake. So I apologize for saying the thing of my own cre- creation incorrectly. <laughs> creation. Practical living in the modern age. Make sure your child plays guitar. Here's one other thing that I like to do. But you still haven't said the compromises. Hmm? That every now every moment in your life after that is, I got to compromise, I got to do this. Yeah, every every other, I mean, everything that anyone does as a job, other than those two things, I think you're compromising. Really? Yeah. You don't think there's anybody so that wants people, to be a teacher? Oh, you know, after they've convinced themselves that, you know, it's okay that they didn't become, you know, whatever they really wanted to be when they were a little kid. I don't know if that's true. I don't think people's dreams are... I think most people are, when you go back to your high school reunion, you see that most people are pretty disappointed with how things turned out. Do you think so? Yeah. There's only like a few people that actually seem satisfied. But I think that's less to do with what they ended up doing as a career. And it all starts with them playing the trombone or the trombone. No, and it more has to do with them looking at their life and living in a society where we're like, unless you're famous or rich or you're a celebrity, then you're kind of a failure. Is sometimes what America is telling its people. And so that's why people show up to the high school reunion and be sad when they shouldn't. They should be appreciating the things that are, they have going in their lives. 80% of the jobs just aren't any fun. I don't know about that. I think any job can be fun. 
I think you can. If you really care, if you put energy into caring about the job, you could do it. I didn't like working at Radio Shack, but uh, the girl who was selling circles around me did. She loved it. Mm-hmm. And her other job was sort of working at a convent, doing kind of janitorial stuff. For her, Radio Shack was her star. She was a star there. Her name was Edna. She used to steal my sales. I'd be almost about to close a sale on a fucking portable phone or something for fourteen ninety nine, and she would swoop in and take the sale. Okay. So I think anybody right. can. You won this. I think argument. you're a cynic. You won this. And I think you're a pessimist. I think it's hard to be around you. You're a terrible dinner guest. <laughs> One time you were clipping your nails into the gravy. You're disgusting. And I fucked your wife. What? Uh... Let's move on to tiny opinions. Tiny opinions. Yeah. Where we have tiny opinions on giant issues or we have huge opinions on tiny issues. I think uh, I think vases are stupid. In general, in general, I think they're just. What do you put uh, your no purpose, They've no purpose other than let us know how bad earthquakes were. What do you put your flower? They're just waiting. They're just sitting there waiting to get that's broken. True. They, they are in, in all they do is break. Media. I broke a vase. Well, that's what it's for. It fucking lasted three years, and that's that's all it really was sitting there doing is waiting for someone to knock it over and break it's it. It's true. Why are they? Why is an object made out of glass so top heavy? Yeah. What are you doing, boss makers? Why is it sitting there? And it's sitting in tall places to be knocked off. Of course, no one puts it on the floor. It's it's sitting on a on a mantle. No one a, secures it. It's sitting in the middle of everything where someone can reach for something else and knock it over. Where do you put your flowers then? I, I, in a pail. What, how in a good, bucket. How good is a flower as a gift anyway? You've killed this this uh, this wild animal. You've cut it in pieces and really put it inside an another thing. It's simply not an animal. I'm going to call. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can. You know why? Because I mean, a Venus flytrap isn't even really an animal, and you're still. It's it's. We're talking it's about a living roses thing. Here. You've living killed it and given it to people. Here's this dead thing. I'm going to give you. Mm-hmm. Put it inside a little uh, container that someone's going to knock over pretty soon and shatter. And when's the last time you ate meat? And someone's going to cut their foot. And when's the last and time you ate you. meat? Do you ever take April out for a nice dinner? Yeah. Because you know what that is. Hey, come on with me. I'm going to pay for us to eat things, animals that have been killed. We're going to go and eat them together. Well, come on. Now, that's sustenance. The flowers don't do anything for anybody. You don't need to eat it. You don't need to eat meat in general. You know what? You certainly know, don't need to you eat You know what's out. pretty about a flower when it's, veal? Gr- veal? When it's growing? Do you need to eat veal? I don't eat veal. I do. In fact, that's exclusively <laughs> what I eat. And I'm going to tell you right now. If I'm at a restaurant, I'm eating veal, even if they don't have it. You have a veal sandwich right now. Yeah, you better believe I've walked in with a a cooler with wheels on it, with a couple of veal cutlets into a McDonald's. Said, I'll have a veal sandwich. They say, sir, we don't serve that there. I say, yes, you do. Sitting. I order order a Whopper, which is also not a McDonald's, but I order one anyway. They give me a Big Mac. I knock out the meat and the bread in between. I put one of my own veal cutlets in it. I have myself a veal sandwich. You carry your own veal. You know? You'll actually stand with a 12-pack of veal at a party. I will. I have to put a cutlet and just eat it. You want a veal? Hey, back that one up. Take two, buddy. I'm taking off soon. You double fisting? Double veal fisting? You ever done a, be- a veal bong? If you got to get it in quick? You got you to gotta puree it? <laughs> Suck it down. You got stuff to do. Well, that's good. I, you know, I didn't know this about you. <laughs> that, I, that I'm feeling that the you, veal? That you love As the my veal bumper so sticker on my Nissan Juke says, feeling the veal? You know... I, I was just talking about uh, this with Matt, our, our awesome, most awesome host. I also don't believe ice cream is bad for you. I think he's the producer more than the host. Uh, I said I said host of the uh, producing section. 
Did I? He is hosting us at his studio because we are recording this at yeah. uh, Never Not Funny Studios, so to speak. Right? That's not actually what's good. It is okay. That's what it's called. Um, so we're happy to be here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, I like flowers, but I don't like vases. But put your put your flowers in a bucket. Put them in a bucket, or how about just leave them, uh, leave them to grow as all creatures do. What do you get? Creatures. A, uh, yeah, I'm sticking yeah. to it. What do you? Uh, <laughs> what do you get? God damn uh, it! Get, I'm sticking to it. What do you? It's get, one of God's creatures. What do you? What do you give? Uh, what do you give your wife? When you're what other dead things do you give your wife? I mean, like you, you don't. I mean, you, you know, it was living. You don't give her. You don't show. Give her like a possum that, a that mink, you, you hit with your car or something. You don't, I, no, you don't do that. I don't do that. I, I don't. I don't give nobody. We don't do that anymore, do we? So what do you give her? Yeah, you give her. You give her. You know, inanimate things that were never living. But you don't. Like you what? Don't kill something and like give what? it to her. What else do you kill? And I think you ju- I think you've just never given your like wife flowers. a gift. No, I, I think any time your wife wants a gift, you go. What am I supposed to do? Get you a ring? Do you know how many blood diamond children died in the mines for that? Living organisms, creatures. I can't get you this scarf. It used to be cotton. A living animal. A human cotton plant. You want me to kill a human cotton being? For you to have a scarf? You're not killing the cotton. Yes, you are. No. What are you talking about? The stalks, they grow. They keep growing. You're just pulling off like the hair. Ugh. You're pulling off like a. You know what? That's what they say about sheep. Yeah, that's what they say about sheep. And you know what they do? It's a trim. You rob them of their integrity. They're naked for (laughs) weeks at a time. Yeah, angry sheep out there? Yeah. Shangry. (laughs) <laughs> Shangri-La <laughs> Terrible I don't know if uh, listeners have noticed yet But all I do is just combine words That's my main uh, What about a veal prowess. Do you ever wear a veal coat? Do, is it uh, a veal oh. soft? Jordan Vote Roberts Veal coat Jordan Veal coat Roberts What about a hair shirt? <laughs> I've gotten a woman a shirt Made of my own human hair How'd that work out for you? Not good. Restraining order still in process. <laughs> so those are our tiny opinions, and I think we had a lot of them today. Mm-hmm. Right? We learned a lot about TJ. Oh, I really had no idea that TJ uh, ate had veal, those, wherever, ate veal wherever he went. Um, but we're going to move on now to uh, one of my favorite parts of the show, and uh, that's the maskers. Yes. Where uh, you know yeah. people out there can ask us uh, some of the most probing questions, uh, advice, uh, whatever they're curious about. Um, and you can uh, ask on Twitter at, at not TJ Miller, hashtag cashing in with TJ or cashing in with TJ Miller. Um, cash, let's get into it. Yeah. Can you tell them what What's Masker that? stands for? Because a lot of our well, listeners uh, it was know. it was originally Ask the Masters, mm-hmm. and uh, then we shortened it to Maskers, right? And uh, which makes a lot of sense. Which it does make a lot of sense, and it's fine, and no one should complain about it. Okay, <laughs> it works for everybody. Nobody's this mad is, about this it. Is a, our first uh, question is from Giant Boy uh, Dective. At Giant Boy Dective, not Detective, D E C T I V. And uh, the question was, what's the best way to end a long term relationship? And I think it's pretty simple. Um, I think you got to car explosion. Well, I think you got to handle it with dignity. Seriously, let's get serious for a second, TJ. I'm tired of all these jokes about you know sorry, very sorry. serious no, things right. like veal no, and homeless people. But this sorry, is time I'm to sorry. break it down and get real and get serious and just tell this person like it is. You need to handle it with dignity and courage, and you need to uh, stage your own death. You see, you can't. Yeah, you just you know that way you see her again. You just play it off, act like you're a ghost. <laughs> is that you, Jim? 
Your ghost has the weirdest. Why? Why doesn't he open his mouth at all? Yeah, why is he just a cold? It's like ghost. an epileptic turkey. That's just a cold ghost. A coast. I fucked your wife. Yeah. Now, what do you think? A good way to break up with someone? I was going to say car, a mutual car explosion. A car is the bombing. Best way. Car bombing for both of you to die in the car bombing. Score, no, scoreboard. You, baseball game. Dear Chuck, game over. Ah. I like this. That doesn't happen enough. That should happen more. I think the best way is uh, if you can face-to-face, if you can on the phone, if you can't do that, a long, nice email. If you don't have any internet and you can't talk on the phone, a text. If you can text, tell someone who you think they might run into in the next couple months. And then take (laughs) off for a while. Live in Arizona with your buddy Ricky. You know? Maybe cook a little meth on the side. Mostly your job is at uh, Applebee's. But on the side, you make a little money from meth. <laughs> Put her in a paddle boat and throw her over the side. Yeah. So that's Paddle that. boating accident. No, I, th- I think you need to... How many people do you think have died in a paddle boating accident? A freak paddle boating accident? That's mm-hmm. what they would say. A freak paddle boating accident. I would say there's been... Um, in history? Yeah. Probably 200 and... 22 deaths. Really? Yeah. 222. 222. Paddleball. I'm going to say 111. Okay. Okay. Matt's looking it up. Whoever's closer. Paddle boating incident? Is that if somebody uh, maybe gets maimed but not killed? A paddle boating incident also. A paddle boating accident could be when somebody uh, accidentally gets pregnant on a paddle boat. <laughs> you know, you have a child. She was an accident. A paddle boating accident. Yeah. yeah. That's why we named her Pedalina. Let's move on Pedalina. to the uh, our next question, which I think mm-hmm. uh, you might be able to help me with. Mm. Uh, this is from App uh, Lower Line Shit. That would be an underscore. Underscore App Underscore Shit. Okay. Uh, my friend is having an affair with an army wife. How do I tell him to end it before it gets out of hand? I mean, I think you gotta you gotta sit the guy down truly. And say, do you understand that her husband can kill you? He's currently in the army. Yeah. You're not, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not having sex with a florist's wife. You know what I mean? Who has delicate hands and smooth, (laughs) supple calves. I'm talking about, we're talking about a guy, a military man, and you're messing around with his wife. First of all, it's un-American to do that. And second of all, the dudes can kill you. Yeah. He has a gun. The whole thing. Yeah. What do you do? Well, how do I tell him to end it before it gets out of hand? To me, it, it seems like it's uh, it's out of hand. It's already out of hand. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's being tweeted uh, to a podcast. I think it's Are reached, we talking about it it's reached dangerous levels. International <laughs> podcast. People, I mean, young children in Ireland and Malaysia. Hundreds, know about and this. hundreds of tens of twenties, uh, twenties of people of are going to listen to this. And so it's already gotten out of hand. Um, I think you need to stay clear and uh, just wait till the dust settles. Well, I, it's not your obligation, right? No, and I think, excuse me. Oh, this is such a boring topic, but you know, I, I think that in some ways uh, you get a you get a weird situation where you should say something. I think you just got to say it. You got to say, "Look, this is a bad idea." I think you should stop, and I'm not going to, you know, I can't really condone it. And that's not a mean thing. Don't say, like, I can't be your friend anymore. Just be like, I think this is a really bad idea. So, no, that's my position. I'm not going to keep bothering you about it. But, you know, tell him you care about him. Say, I don't think, where is this relationship going to go? 
Is she going to leave her husband? Is this a long-term thing? If it's a fling, then shouldn't a fling only last a little while? Shouldn't it not get to the point where it's being talked about on a podcast? Yeah. So I think I think we've uh, we've cleared that out. I think we've tickled that pickle. We've tickled that one. And actually, speaking of tickle, it's time to tickle the oracle. Oh, right. And this, this is, is the section tickling the oracle. This is our final uh, section of the day, and it's pretty near and dear to my heart. We used to call this... Uh, uh, tempting of the fates, or what was it? Uh, no, no t- uh, the loom, looming, looming, looming with the fates, looming with the fates, because the fates obviously weave our 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 future using a giant loom in the sky, mm-hmm. as we knew scientifically during the Greco-Roman times. <laughs> and uh, tickling the oracle, also called uh, uh, lick scraping Delphi. Yeah, which is that, where you, sort of you the, lick, scrape, clean the Oracle of Delphi. <laughs> Didn't catch on as much. But Didn't. It's a, yeah. another, another pseudonym. Uh, it, you know, it's a section that I enjoy because this is where we really, at the end of the show, try and really figure out a big one. Really talk about a big one. We take armchair philosophy to the point where you've got your legs and your arms on those chairs. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think you've heard that one. And so today's question is, is it okay uh, to tell a white lie? Which is a tough one, because I feel like everybody wants to go first on the slippery slope. That's the whole thing. Well, first, where does it end? When does it end? Right after the lie yeah. is done. I, I think it's imperative to, uh, to, to lie. Um, I think you owe it to your companion or whoever, you know, some of your friends sometimes. If they ask you a question, that's um, going to hurt their feelings, and no harm is done by you saying, I like your new jacket or uh, your hat or whatever right, else it may be, your face. I, I think promise, face, I your promise face we're going to release you and not kill you. I love the when flowers you gave me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's important uh, to uh, to lie when you get a chance. I um, get a chance. A lot of people uh, have like alternative identities online, and I don't understand why we just don't do it the old-fashioned way. And just when you meet people, sometimes just lie your ass off and just live a different identity with people you meet. I met a girl in Hawaii. I was living there briefly, and uh, she had, was convinced I had killed a man uh, in self-defense. And it was just like a little joke my friend and I were playing on her because uh, she was eavesdropping on our conversations a lot at the shop that we worked at. Yeah. And we convinced her that we had, I had killed someone. I was on the run uh, from the law. And, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, I was just trying to kind of lay low in Hawaii for a while. Did she believe it? Well, she did believe it, and this was this is how things got weird. I started to go out with her. Um, she started yeah. to become my girlfriend. That's not true. Is that true? Yeah. And this whole story is true, and I started to like think maybe she was in love with me because she thought I'd killed someone. She liked the drama of that. And I have to admit, I would play it up sometimes. Like late at night, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and act like, you know, I'd had a bad dream. Like, no, you did it. Did yeah, really? I did. I did. <laughs> and this is my favorite part. She'd go, what's wrong? I'd be like, things are closing in. Oh, no. Yeah. Did you really yeah. say that? That's things unbelievable. That's so she unbelievable. Thought, she thought I had killed a person. And now it had gotten out of hand. I thought she loved me. And I started to really like dig this girl. And so I decided I had to confess. And this was the weirdest part. I confessed. And she was kind of disappointed. Like, she, I think she kind of felt... Lied to. Lied to. Yeah, she was a little... But it wasn't just lied to. I think she liked me better when I was someone that killed a man in self I definitely liked you better at the beginning of the story than here at the end. 
when I thought <laughs> that think it I was possible. Confessed? Yeah. No, I think you you know you got to confess eventually. That's the tough thing. I think when you start going out with somebody, you sort of have to tell them. You know, get a get a pretty honest picture of yourself with somebody. But something that somebody's been asking me recently, it's more of a kind of a relationship topic. Is the girl I'm dating right now asked me what my what the what's my number? How many people have I slept with? And I think that's useless information. Yeah, so I, I refuse to tell her. I think yeah. if I if I tell her and it's too low, then she's going to judge me in one way. If I tell her and it's higher than what she thinks it should be, that's going to be another different kind of judgment. And I don't think it does anything for the relationship. I don't think it does anything. Yeah. And there's no way to accurately give a number even if you wanted to. There's the haves, the sort of quarter yeah. quarter sex experiences. Yeah, what is a what would you say quarter sex is? What would that be? Um I think maybe, you know, uh maybe rubbing against them in the shower. Really? That type of thing. That's a quarter of would sex. Would that be a quarter sex? I don't think so. I think it's more I think you would be putting your fingers or your toes in the in the body of the other person. That goes for women to men through the urethra and the anus oh, or the mouth. <laughs> so we I hope think, you, you know, enjoyed us. I hope you, you enjoyed. enjoyed the show. Or just, you know, eating a, eating a veal chop off their stomach. You yeah, know? That's, uh, that's, that's a one-fifth sex. Yeah. So there's, there's no way to accurately. You're right, though. It's much too personal a question. And, um, I don't think it does anything for anybody. No. I don't think it should be talked about. Yeah. So and, and to answer the question, is it okay to tell a white lie? We're going to say uh, yes. I think, it, I think it is. I think it is. But you've got to be careful who, when you tell it and when you employ that. And it really should be – the focus of it should be happy, more happiness on, both, on as many parties as possible. In that way, I am a utilitarian at the John Stuart Mill persuasion by saying that I, I really do think it, the only time you should be lying is when you think it will benefit not only just you, but also the person that you're lying to. Or it won't hurt them. It won't hurt them in any way, and they'll never find out. And it's not, you know, and if they did, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Yeah. So Don't tell a white lie. Yeah, we've settled it. Don't tell a black lie at a black tie. No. That, yeah, that, That'll cost you your eye. That's what my grandfather used to say all the time. <laughs> I don't believe that. Well, he was a debutante sheriff. <laughs> so he was law enforcement at debutante balls. So yeah, he said it. He used to go, don't tell a lie in a black tie. That'll cost you your eye. Yeah. And he had a patch over his eye. He, he, he wasn't blinded in either eye, but he, he would wear a patch for effect. I would have liked to have met him. Me too. I, I never knew him. I just relayed to me in stories that my father used to tell me when he had too much bathtub whiskey. <laughs> we tried making bathtub gin, but it's much harder. <laughs> it takes longer. Bathtub whiskey. Yeah, we had vase, vase whiskey. Vase whiskey. Uh, it didn't last drank, long because it would break. I'm going to say time. this right now. Have you ever drank beer out of a, a vase or a bucket or a pail? Uh, or a no. boot? No. Never no, none of those. Of I've drank out of all those things. The boot was a glass boot. But I will say this. I found my one true love. He was a, a prince cowboy. And his foot fit <laughs> the slipper. I don't know how I got to there. But I really, I like, I'll say vases are good and so are buckets for drinking beer. It's fun to drink a huge volume of beer. You don't have to finish it, but just the sheer volume of beer as you lift a bucket up and you kind of drink, it feels like you're in the, in, in the ocean, but the ocean is beer. Yeah. It's a lovely, lovely feeling. So yeah. I encourage you, get a vase, drink a beer, break the vase. Then when somebody says, hey, would you do that for you? Say, that's what vases are for. <laughs> Chickens don't have facials. <laughs> that was, there are no chicken facials. That's right. 
and uh, and 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 with that, we uh, we finish our tickling the oracle, and that's been uh, cashing in with T.J. Miller. Thank you so much for having me on yeah, the show, Cash. It's it, always yeah, a pleasure it's, to be it's a, a guest. Thrill, it's always a thrill to have you in particular on the show. It seems like it really. How is the show going? Off. Is it good? It's good. People seem to listen, but they always listen more when you're on it, and yes, that, that just makes that. me feel really good that you're able to come back and uh, hope to have you again sometime. Well, it's good to be here, and you know, I'm at your disposal. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. You're the captain of the USS Friendship. If you. <laughs> <laughs> ton of fun. T-shirts available online. That's right. If you want to uh, check out where TJ is going to be next, check him out on... Uh, TJ Miller does not have a website.com. At not TJ Miller is my Twitter because at TJ Miller is taken by a central Pennsylvanian woman who's tweeted five times since 2007. doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> doesn't bother me. And then uh, <laughs> to check, check on me Facebook. Out. Yeah, he's a Facebook. Uh, you can find got... Cash Levy. We're both touring national comedians. Cash Levy at CashLevy.com. CashLevy.com. And you have Facebook? Check us out next week. You don't do Facebook? Huh? I do Facebook. Yeah. In fact, I'd like to see you on Facebook, whoever you are out there. Put a face to the ears, listeners. Put a face to the ears. Now leaving Nerdist.com.